the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, amen. May his grace and his blessing be with us now and unto the age of all ages, amen. Today's homily from the blessed servant, Michael Sammy. Let us open the, the, the ears of our heart to hear the words of the Holy Spirit. Good morning, everybody. Blessed Sunday. Today, we have a few different themes, and the church arranged for the readings to be very closely related today. The first reading of the Pauline epistle was from the epistle that St. Paul wrote to the Romans. And it was very, very short reading, about three verses. And he urges them to be careful for those who cause divisions, those who cause issues, among the congregation, among the, the church. And then the next reading of the Catholic epistle of the Catholic epistle is from the first epistle or of, of St. Peter and it's from chapter two and it starts by exhorting them, exhorting everyone actually to be submissive in whatever situation they're in. So we have a relationship right here between division and submission. And I want to talk a little bit about division because I feel like it is something that we are all guilty of, myself first and foremost. Because what does it mean to divide? To divide means to split something or to be separate from something. And a lot of times we have this um, kind of this misplaced zeal, especially in the church, Whenever there's an issue or whenever there's a circumstance where someone with authority or someone who's entrusted to, to carry on a certain task makes a decision that we don't like, we usually take it upon ourselves to say, no, this, this can't happen. This is not right. This is against you know, what we know as, uh, as Christians. And we make it this, this whole big thing. And deep down, it's rooted in our own pride and our own ego. Again, it's, it's zeal, so zeal is a good thing, but when zeal is misplaced, it becomes pretty destructive and it causes these divisions that St. Paul talks about. So, and I also wanna exemplify how he described those who cause divisions. He says, those who cause divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrine which you learned and avoid them. For those who are such do not serve our Lord Jesus Christ, but their own belly. And by smooth words and flattering speech deceive the hearts of the simple. So I want us to be very, very careful of this persona that he's presenting. He says that they convince others with smooth words and flattering speech. And it's interesting because he says, not that they serve someone else or they serve the devil, he says they serve their own belly. And the belly is used as a metaphor usually for lust. And as we know, lust is not just in the sexual sense, but lust is when we give in to our own fleshly desires and passions to anything. It could be money, it could be fame, it could be, sexuality but he says that they are driven by their own lusts and is by these smooth words and flat
flattering words, they, de they deceive the people around them. They deceive the people of God. And so again, I want us to be careful of causing these divisions because it is not, it is not within the spirit of the church. The church herself was, also, was always supposed to be united, one holy Catholic, and the, another word for Catholic could be universal, meaning that it is one. I want to draw your attention to, uh, in the liturgy, the epiclesis, the part where the priest calls upon the Holy Spirit to descend upon these gifts. And if you look at the silent prayers, the priest says, O Holy Spirit, come upon these gifts and sanctify us and them. The whole point of the Holy Spirit sanctifying us and them is that now we become the body of the Lord. We become changed into the body of the Lord. So all of us now become one body. And that is perfected when all of us take communion of the same bread. That, that even unites us physically. So now we've all been blessed by the Holy Spirit to be the body of the Lord. And then when we partake of communion, we physically are connected through the communion which resides in us. So again, I want to emphasize the importance of the oneness within the congregation. The oneness that unites us by the love of the Lord. And so we also see in the Catholic epistle that the remedy to division is being submissive. Now submissive, being submissive has been uh, misinterpreted a lot, especially recently, in regards to submission being something of weakness. But rather, it is completely the opposite because we see, number one, the most powerful and the creator of everything, the Lord himself, the word of God, being submissive to the will of the Father. And so submission is not an act of weakness, rather it is an act of faith. There's, um, there's actually a very, very interesting story. It's in Hebrew folklore, so it's not in scripture. It's just in Hebrew uh, tradition. There's a story about a farmer. And this farmer is very, uh, uh, how you say? He's very simple, kida, very like, uh, kind of like a falah, pretty much. So this farmer is used to getting the very best milk he has. Um, I think it was goat milk, but he sets apart a cup or a bowl of milk and he sets it out into the, into the desert, a little far away from his, uh, his farm. And every day he does this, the following day, and he sets it out for God. And he sees the following day that the bowl becomes empty. And so he, he does this for a long period of time. And then he encounters the arch prophet Moses. And Moses talks to him about God and he says, yeah, 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 I, I know all about God. He, he drinks my milk. And then Moses looks at him a little confused and he's like what do you mean he says every day I get the best of my milk I put it in a bowl and then I set it out and the next day it's not there so I set it out for God it's not there so God drank it and Moses kind of chuckles a little bit in his mind and tells him 
No, my son, you see, God is a spirit. God cannot drink. Therefore, the milk that you set out, God really doesn't use. And the farmer is, is really, really perplexed, perplexed, and he's trying to convince Moses. He's like, no, for sure, I set this up for God, and the next day it's not there. So then Moses is like, okay. So Moses hides out one day while the farmer sets out a cup of the milk. And then the farmer goes away, and Moses hides out to see what will happen. And then, in the hours of the night, he notices a fox coming from the desert. The fox comes, looks left, looks right, sees the bull, gulps it up, and then goes on its way. And so Moses is actually finally happy because now he has an explanation to what's been happening. And so he goes to the farmer the next day and he says, look, I saw exactly what happened. What happened is that the fox is the one who came and drank the milk. It wasn't God. And so the farmer went away very, very sorrowful. He's, he's so upset because the one thing that he gave to God actually wasn't for God at all. And so he was, he was very upset and bitter for a while. Later on, God appears to Moses. And he says, Moses, what have you done? And Moses is like, what do you mean? I, I corrected him. Now, now he knows more about God than he did the prior day. He knows that you are spirit. He knows that you don't drink, drink milk. And so he knows who you are more fully. And God tells Moses, because of the simplicity of this man's heart, I accepted his sacrifice. And even though I don't drink milk, I shared it with my creation. And so he rebukes Moses and tells him that he actually did a disservice. And I want to relate this to us, myself first and foremost, um, because a lot of times I fall into the trap of trying to prove someone wrong or trying to prove the right way, trying to be that voice of truth or that voice of reason. Um, to someone who's maybe not as, as learned or someone who's not as educated or so on and so forth. So I want us to embrace this idea of simplicity and this idea of submission in order not to be divisive because divisiveness, again, the, the Lord speaks of it in the gospel today saying a house, actually first he starts by saying a kingdom divided against itself cannot stand. And then he says, a house divided itself against itself cannot stand. One of the beautiful meditations is that the kingdom is, is, exempl is exemplary of the church. The church divided against itself cannot stand. And then the house is the individual house of the believers. So the family, the father, the mother, and the children. A house divided against itself cannot stand, meaning if... There's father against mother, children against parents, anything like that. There is no way that this house will stand. And the same in, uh, in the bigger sense, a church. If the church is divided, meaning that you have this group of servants over there, and that group of deacons over there, and then this group of people serving in the kitchen, this people serving the homeless and then Abuna by himself is if everyone is by themselves there's no way the church will be fruitful and so again I just want to echo the seriousness of avoiding divisions
and submitting <clears throat> submitting to what whatever the Lord allows in terms of those who have authority over us or those who are um, put in a place to guide us. To God be the glory both now and forever unto the ages of all ages. Amen.